Good teams win. Great teams cover. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by the short kickoff return apologist, Kevin Greck, and aspirational George Blaha stan, Alex Plum. But that doesn't make any sense. Aspirational George Blaha stan? Well, Also, way to get on board, you know, good and early on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My God. It's the least timely standship of... Anyway... Man's uh, a legend, uh, I just realized now. Uh, Touchdown, yeah. MSU! Also, as a uh, short kickoff return apologist, I'll have to just say I'm conditioned mm-hmm. for that from the years yeah. of the T- D'Antonio kickoff returns. Yes. Thank you yeah. very much. So very very I don't good. know any other way. That's right. We'll get into that a little bit later as, because people are probably wondering, what are they talking about? Uh, thank you, everyone, for That's listening. That's never happened on this podcast. We've never <laughs> yeah. people, such an esoteric reference that uh, sometimes we make references that are literally impossible for the listeners to understand. There are references even we don't understand, and we're the ones making them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, a quick shout out, by the way. Uh, some some folks reached out with some kind words uh, that we had no idea were listeners. Um, it was just very nice of you. Uh, if we could ask a small favor to those people, if you've not... Share the pod with Spartans in your life and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. Plum, what are we doing this week? Well, gentlemen, like every week, especially in football season, this podcast goes behind the green wall where football always leads, and we will be discussing our historic victory indeed, over Akron. The last victory coming in the year of our Lord, 1914. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. So very good. We will uh, review the goose egg that we picked up. We will talk about basketball. There's a schedule out and it's not fun. More information forthcoming. <laughs> it is brutal. I mean, we've covered this already. This isn't going to be a surprise to anyone, but yeah, the basketball true. non-conference schedule is brutal. We might even talk about women's soccer this week. So just <laughs> button yourselves up. We will head off Grand River to, to give a fond farewell to golden parachutist Scott Frost. We'll preview next week's Washington game. And then, as always, we will end the podcast with your Twitter questions. And also potential golden parachute, parachutist uh, president uh, Sam Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. (laughs) By the time you listen to this, there might be, we might be old news. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a common theme for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Normally, uh, I think we had, uh, we, we, I think you scolded me at one point in time about don't speculate about Darius Snow's injury. And then the next day, Mel's like, yeah, he's out for the year. He's out for the year. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's head behind that green wall. And we will start, of course, with MSU's win over Akron 52 to 0. I'm not going to make the pun that was so done on the internet. Yeah. How uh, many times was that done by Blaha Plum? How many times did he take the low hanging fruit on that one? He, he had to. He had to. What else do you do on the radio? You have he's, very. He's earned it. He's earned it. If anyone's you gotta, earned it. You got to keep people engaged. And a nice to. zip joke is going to yep. do it every time. It every time. The people can't get enough of those zip jokes. Yeah. All right, so here's what I, I think we should do because uh, you, you can say 52 0 
great game. Like we can zip through this, if you will. Stop uh, it. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Where's my air horn? So here's what we're gonna do. Uh we're gonna we're gonna do the offense, defense, and special teams. We're gonna break them down like we normally do, but we'll do that quickly. And then I think uh what I'd like from each of you is a call out for your high point and your low point. Uh, because we've got certainly plenty of questions uh about uh, uh a quarterback um in the Twitter questions. So we don't need to belabor this uh later on. So Tucker starts off his press conference after the game and says that he thought, compared to Western, the focus and intensity was better, Mm -hmm. uh, but did acknowledge that if they're going to get anywhere this season, particularly on the road, they have a lot of work in front of them. So uh, on offense, MSU put up 504 total yards um, with 60, Peyton Thorne completing 64% of his passes. That is 4% better than his average last year, uh, but through two picks and no touchdowns, uh, finishing with 212 total yards through the air, the long of 23. Um, if, as you might guess, in a uh, with no touchdowns from Thorne, uh, the bulk of the scoring was made up on the ground with five TDs from our running backs. Um, and... Uh yeah, so I mean, I guess- nearly three hundred yards rushing, correct, is a good thing for the offense. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my call out on the on on that would be that early in the game we needed one inch against <laughs> Akron. Yeah. <clears throat> Correct. And couldn't it didn't get happen. it. Yes, that was concerning. The, the first half of the game, I, I don't know what this game looks like if it wasn't for Akron being physically incapable of holding on to the ball for any period of time. That it, They seem to just... And uh, stupid penalties. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked last year about how, you'll recall early on, Iowa was getting a lot of love in the in the rankings and they were winning some seemingly big games that ended up being against trash opponents later on but they were winning those games by turning the ball over all the time yeah and i am uh i'm a little concerned that the turnovers are unsustainable but that's a defensive thing that we're talking about and not the offense so any 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 upside what was your favorite thing about the offense least favorite thing about the offense correct i i think we saw not, you know, in that one play, not that uh, third down conversion that we needed, but as the game progressed later in the first half and then certainly in the second half, uh, the rushing game kind of came into its own a little bit. And I've moving forward personally, we have all acknowledged there's not going to be another Kenneth Walker. That guy's now walking through the door again. Yeah. But Berger and Broussard look like a pretty good one to punch to me right now. Uh, yeah. They have pretty good averages they each got in the end zone several times a couple times at least and even eli collins comes in i was so happy for him that he had so happy for him yeah had a Uh, great series ends with a touchdown also we get to see kate and hauser do a little bootleg 15 Uh, yards baby so that's good and i was encouraged by overall again individual plays that we could look at that were of concern but overall I would have graded out the offensive line pretty highly in this game. What about you? Yeah. Mom? Yeah. I think, uh, I wasn't super concerned. I mean, I will say that the two interceptions that Thorne, uh, threw were because the O-line got a little bit, uh, Swiss cheesy, 
um, a little collapsed, which is the kind of hurried play. I think one of them, Thorne, sort of reflecting in the post game. You know, I didn't see them kind of this up the middle uh, tack piece. Like I, he didn't he didn't catch that on film, so he wasn't prepared um, for that. I mean, he'll acknowledge those are two sacks he should have just eaten, but. Um, you know, he's pointing to his own footwork as an issue. He's pointing to his own sort of, I don't know if he called it his own confidence, but the sort of lack of understanding of why he's overthrowing guys um, in non-hurried, non-harried um, possessions is certainly something that he needs to get to get with God on. I'll say that it's good that we have Mosley and Barker who can kind of step in to help this kind of one-two punch that Bruce Arden um, and Berger are offering. So you, you have a little bit more um, play there. Mosley had a great catch. Um, off of uh, uh, your boy uh, Noah Kim uh, on his entrance. I think it's great to see our two backup quarterbacks doing big things when they get the opportunity. I don't know how many opportunities Kate Hauser is going to get to perform. Um, If, uh, you know, your boy Peyton Thorne can't get his shit together, I don't think it's totally beyond their own possibility that we see a little bit more out of him, certainly a lot of it more out of Noah Kim, who is impressing. Now, Big risk, big reward, right? And one of these times we're going to get bit on a Noah Kim special. But until then, I'm here for it. Yeah, Noah Kim. So that's, I think, one thing that we can say for certain is the the backups came in and I don't feel like there was a huge drop-off in execution. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Kim goes two for two for uh, 22 total yards and a touchdown uh his passer rating his qbr was like three something <laughs> in an in, in objectively insane number to peyton thorns 130 <laughs> uh anyway uh kate hauser one for two but uh to y'all's point ripped off a uh uh rpo it looked like um or a read for himself and and took took it for 15 yards it did um looked very poised in the moment um in his one series, but he got in in like garbage times, garbage time. Yeah. Uh, so, and Can Eli I, Collins came in and was, yeah, I mean, average 7.1 yards per carry. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just want to, like, if, yeah, if you're it. saying what the drop off is, right. Wh- I think the interesting thing, though, as an aside, uh, Jordan Simmons fell to fourth string. Uh, and we also know where Joyner is in this hierarchy as well now. Yeah. Um, so more to be worked on there. I, I, can I just say one last thing before we switch yeah. over to the defense? I didn't feel great about the fact that not only didn't we score on the single flea flicker that we've had this season to date, mm. this is... that it was an interception. I, yeah. that really stung the nostrils. Didn't smell good. Mm. That's a, yeah, it was, it's and it's why Peyton Thorne deserves to get beaten up. That's where we're going, right? Uh, <laughs> That's where we're going. You know, with a we, hammer. We had yeah. such joy in flea flickers last year, and now Peyton, look what you've done. You look ruined that joy. What you've in the same done. way that 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 we knew that the first play from scrimmage was always going to be a disappointment because right. of what Kenneth Walker did last year. Yes. Uh, you know, I didn't expect this out of Peyton though, and and I'm hurt. I thought he understood the importance of the flea flicker for us as a community, but he let us down on that. I'm just seeing the completions for, uh, uh, for the QBs for, uh, each, uh, each QB for Akron. Never forget, baby. Never forget. Oh, Uh, wow. (laughs) Oh, nine for one and 11 for the other. Yeah. 
anyway, uh, I had my alarm set for for those stats. So to check <laughs> on, those. on September 11th, the day we are recording this podcast, may we never forget. May we never forget. Uh, all right. Should so we talk wide receivers and particularly uh, uh, injuries in the wide receiver core, or do we want to keep all the injuries for later? Yeah, I, I, I tabled it at the end. I, I think okay. the, 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 the wide receivers seemed good when they got the ball. And that's Correct. the frustrating take that I have from this is that yeah. uh, because our, our running backs, to your point, plotted along nicely. No, no one ripped a massive run. Uh, so, you know, long for Berger at 23, long for Broussard at 13. But nice clip. Uh, but the, the, the pass catching core, like Kean Coleman had... I, I don't have the targets. How many targets in front of me? did he have? It was like six or seven, and then only—it's what it seemed like—and then only to have two completions was a bit concerning. And, yeah, and I don't—that's not on Keon, right? Like, I mean, it, it, he wasn't getting hit with the ball. It, they were bad throws. Yeah, and if you can overthrow Keon Coleman, really it, saying something, you'd be doing some over overthrowing, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Jeremy Bernard, another uh, another good game. I guess that's a that's a highlight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. True freshman getting in two two catches for uh, twenty nine yards with a long of twenty. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I think the overall take I have from a you know a fifty plus point blowout is I was still they they left points on the table. Mm-hmm. That's what's the frustrating piece of this. I think for me is that they left they left a lot of points on the table because Peyton Thorne didn't hit his, uh, his receivers. So, but I, I think you look at the stat line and you say, Oh, there's a lot of people who can catch the ball and take it a long way here. Yeah. So, uh, should we talk about the defense? Let's talk in the secondary. I, I think that was a, the biggest concern in the defense going into the season, bigger concern after Xavier Henderson goes down, of course. Uh, but Kendall Brooks put on a bit of a show yesterday, I would say, in this uh, in this game. He was all over the place. I think he had like seven tackles. He had some really good pass breakups in like yeah. single coverage situations. Um, I know that we were all concerned about that, that drop, um, what was going to happen. But coming in and making a, you know, making a name for himself at that safety position. So... Happy to see that Chuck Brantley also had a big day. <clears throat> Amir Speed got flagged on something I don't remember, but like clearly they're throwing away from him. So Amir Speed still picked up nine tackles. Yeah, uh, I, 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 and I it's mean, Akron. We knew that this was Akron, but also like these are reps, man, yeah. and they look pretty good. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think my concern still, if I if I have to be picky is that our top three tacklers are Amir Speed, Angelo Gross, and Kendall Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never want your safeties leading your tackles. Like, that. that's not a good sign. And correct me if you feel differently, but before their quarterback got hurt, they were moving the ball with some relative efficacy? In the first quarter, I would say they were they were moving the ball with some relative efficacy. Yeah. Okay. I think things, when did their, when did, what's his name end up going out? I would be a less Irons. reliable source for that information. Um, I'm not sure, man, undercuffler's stats are terrible. I knew they were bad, but wow, they're just truly awful. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. So, uh, but that said, run defense, which we thought, you know, they were going to be a little bit run heavy. Uh, they netted 22 on the ground. If you take out the sacks, which I think is an impressive number, it's 65 uh, yards on the ground. That's still sub 100, and that's a lot of sack yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, held them to 5.8 yards per attempt on a pass, which is great. Um, anything under seven is a, is a good number. So I don't know. Uh, Jacoby Windman though. Continuing his Heisman campaign. I mean, I'm more of a Walter camp guy myself. Walter camp guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if NFL Sundays taught us anything is that the Heisman means nothing. Correct. Uh, Uh, what are your thoughts on special teams in this game? Uh, (laughs) Jack Stone, uh, redeemed himself with a, uh, With a delightful, uh, what was it, a 65-yarder field goal, I think, right? <laughs> no, you have to make the easy ones. You don't get credit for making an easy one, dumbass, but we will continue to assail you for missing the easy ones. Plum, did uh, you hear Did you hear Tucker's comments about him in the postgame? Uh, just flatulence? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, uh, he, he, he said they made... He put his hand in his armpit and just went... Quack, <laughs> 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 they they made him take that same field goal that he missed multiple times during the week. Good, and I hope they all laughed at him. I mean, this is the kind of hazing I'm for, all right? It's like <laughs> having a dog and putting their nose in it in the mess on the rug. You you kick this field goal. You kick it over and over. Right now. And <laughs> while, while they were playing, like, loud music on the stadium mm-hmm. speakers to be very distracting. Hip-hop um, to make the, the olds angry. I thought this was interesting. Um, his touchback percentage is something that is raising a little concern. Nine kickoffs so far on the season three. No, that's game. Oh, that was the game. 30% resulting in the old TB. Touchback. Tuberculosis. Mm. I don't know. Say more. Yeah. Uh, I wanted uh, to give a, a shout out to Bryce Berenger, who had uh, at least one really good punt. I mean, we, there was not a lot of punting in this game, but I think do? he had a like a nearly a 70 yarder that just totally flipped the field. Um, was this one that? Oh, and they almost bounced it back in and then the referees ruled that it had. Uh, Is that what his, it was? His toe had crossed or something. Into uh, the end zone. So they made it a touchback. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah, almost. Garbage. Almost salvaged it. Three punts averaged 52 yards uh, with the longest 66. That's Listen, if you can punt the ball, you can kick any kind of ball. Just have him do all of the special teams. He if should you, be receiving the kicks, too. I agree. I mean, at this if you can, If you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a wrench. This is exactly right. Rip torn. Damn it. Damn it. Uh... Anyway, uh, anything else before we talk about injuries real quick? No, <laughs> I can't. I did not have dodgeball coming up on this on my bingo card, but I'm so happy it did. <laughs> uh, well, All we right. really zipped along, didn't we? So let's do the injuries. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> All right, uh, Greg, a, what do you want to... ashamed of yourself. Like, what do, do you... better. Just do better. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the big concern, of course, Slade is out taken off the field. Um, and then of course, basically every time he gets targeted, Jim Reed is obviously injured and, and slow to get up. So, uh, I know that we got to see him take one to the house, even though flags brought it back. Um, 
but I'm concerned about him for the course of the season. Like we're clearly, we're going to need him from here on out and he is not recovering with any kind of speed or efficiency. So I, I think we're going to have to have games without our best wide receiver and special teams returner at they, some point in the season. I, I mean, I kind of feel like they should have not played him this game, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, um, honestly, this would have been the time. It's the only time, really. Because uh, now you're inviting the question of, do you not play him against Washington? Because it's a non-con game. And so, like, give him the extra week before we get into Big Ten play? You play him. I mean... Have to. Yeah, because I... The weird thing is, I... It just as a, a, as a macro comment, watching Tucker in the in the post games and the, the Monday conferences, I actually think they have some fairly high goals for this team mm-hmm. or, or did at one point in time, think they had a, a reasonable shot at some high goals. Well, they and should. Do think, and do you think the coach's decisions to force their players to get injured is, is intended to simply raise the stakes so that when they achieve their goals, they've even accomplished a loftier. It's, it's the old people, adage. If you can't really serious, <laughs> You can't accomplish anything until you've had some adversity. So if you just yep. manufacture that adversity, yep. you'll get to the to the greatness way faster. It's yep. well, simple math. It's the old adage: you can't dodge a ball until you've dodged a wrench, a wrench. at the head. Indeed. Right. That's it. Yeah. I think we we paid Rip Thorn uh, at least maybe a cameo, but at least an appearance fee to throw wrenches at uh jane reed and that's why actually <laughs> that's where the cut came from on his back <laughs> warming them up on the sidelines with wrenches that's great it's really good. uh but I, I you know i i do i hope this team gets a little bit healthier i i mean i do i i, I do have some concerns that say the linebacking core didn't have more tackles in this game that mm. that is uh sans darius snow that, you know, Van, Ben Van Sumeren had a huge game against Western and the linebacking core was not as disruptive in this game. And, and it, that might be schematic. I, I was not able to watch the game with the, as much attention as I would like to, but, um, I just, yeah. I, you know, I, it's hard to be upset about a 52 to zero win, Yeah, but, but, but it felt like we were, I mean, when and and one again, that covers the spread. Yeah, and um, more importantly, mm-hmm. and I know watch. I mean, but I, and I will say, watching Kate and Hauser, and I know they were garbage minutes, but watching Kate and Hauser run fifteen minutes, they looked like Swartz Creek High School, Akron. I mean, this was not. This did not look like Division One collegiate football. So I, I don't know. I, I, if, sorry, this is like having a stroke. If if the if the biggest improvement in a season is between first and second games, give me the wrench right now for Peyton Thorne. Because we're done. We're all, well, bye-bye. Let's we, we might as well just start doing something new now. I don't what I so I guess the, got, that is. We got bullshit. questions on it. We got right. questions on it later. Right. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to silence yeah. you because I, I would I would agree. I think your take is maybe similar to mine, which is that for a 52 nothing win, I have concerns big questions like this should have been a 96 to zero win if we are performing i don't know yeah well if we're sticking with uh dated movie references from the aughts i could also submit uh 
Wedding Crashers? Uh, Vin Diesel from the first Ooh. Fast and the Furious before oh. they went on international espionage missions about how you can ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you're first, <laughs> he's or, really, if you win really, by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. There it is. And ludicrous. Or was it Ja Rule? Was it Ja Rule that was taught that lesson in that scene? I don't. Ja. I got to go. I got to go. You guys finish this one off. <laughs> I got to go. All right. Let's move to some recruiting news. And we're going to talk about some basketball. We got actually a packed show. We, um, can, go. we can go through these pretty We're quickly. running out of time. All right. So the big news of the week, you know, not to, to belittle a commit from 2023, but we picked a 2022 commit who had entered the transfer portal after one week at Penn State. His name's Ken Talley. He's a 6'3", 230 edge rusher from Northeast Philly. Four-star, uh, 24th best edge rusher in the class of 22, uh, ninth best prospect in Pennsylvania, and 273 nationally. Uh, he committed to Penn State early in September of 20... He committed to Penn State early, September of 2020, and took no other visits. Um, this is a... This would have been the fourth best recruit in the 2022 yeah. class, eking out Dylan Tatum and coming in behind Jeremy Bernard, uh, who we knew was a difference maker. And so the interesting thing is, is it looks like Ken Talley will be ineligible. And to bring it back to Jeremy Bernard, you might recall Jeremy Bernard talked about how his advice was, it, the advice given was don't ever go to class because he, he had signed his letter and, and was at Washington. Mm. And the advice was, do not go to class. And the difference here seems to be likely that, that Ken Talley was enrolled, practiced to a degree, and and indeed went to class. Um, was a student athlete, a practicing student athlete. So I don't, I you know, I hope that this does not matter. Uh, at 6'3", 230, he likely needs to add some weight anyway mm. to be a defensive end. But you know, the folks at 24-7 project him as a multi, multi-year uh, starter. His offer list is um, not bad, but nothing you'd write home about. But I think that likely is... A function of how early he committed and... And didn't take any visits. He wasn't going anywhere else, yeah. Yeah, so um, so anyway, this is a big pickup. I, I You know, this is, if nothing else, a huge depth play. It's uh, it, it, Some folks are speculating that it may have to do with the fact that Penn State was going to make him a linebacker. Um, and he he paid, played defensive end in high school, and that's why it didn't work out uh, so well. Uh, Colton Hood is our other commit. Uh, Greg, what do you got on Colton Hood? Three star trash recruit out of uh, out of uh, Georgia. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> Look at his offer list. Look yeah, his offer. the offer list is actually pretty good. So his offer um, list is incredible. Yeah, I. I mean, Bozeman State, Adrian he, College. These are some big. Big names. Stop Hoople. it. You got Hoople on here. Hoople is there, Southern North Dakota. If you're not going to do Colton justice, then I no, will do we've it. We've got, we got. There's Auburn. only one Colton that this podcast cares about. One only. <laughs> yeah, your Florida's, you got your Auburn's, you got your Indiana's forks down. You've got your Kentucky's uh, who are, are trying to make a push for the rioting school, but uh, take off. Thank you very much. That man. App State is, had that this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, LSU was on there. Mississippi Clemson. State was on there. Clemson was on there. Uh, Arkansas. Penn State was on there, who we already talked about. Uh, UCF uh, is on there. Uh, much better program than like uh, Nebraska, for example. Um, so pretty good. Pretty good list for a three-star trash recruit out of Georgia. Yeah. 
uh, for a dude who is like 70, 80, 780 nationally, this is a Georgia really, Southern's on there. Sorry. I threw that in there. <laughs> really impressive list. Uh, Colton hood, uh, is a, uh, six foot one seventy cornerback, uh, and, uh, couldn't be more thrilled to have him. Um, all right, let's talk basketball. Uh, I don't have the list up, and we don't I need to go do. through. Great. You ready for some names? Yes. Uh, Hoople. So, Hoople, Hoople, Hoople all the time. It's actually a seven-game series with Hoople. That's how we kick off the uh, the year. Now, actually, it looks like uh, the first three games are going to be Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> well, no, wow, no, no. We have a game against Northern Arizona, which is after That's the Grand it. Valley exhibition. Oh, okay. oh and Northern Arizona, Arizona is not an exhibition. So, you know, I've seen an exhibition game against Grand Valley where we uh, lost. Um, but then there's uh, there's Alabama on here. Little Nate Oats for you. Um, then that's in the Phil Knight Invitational, the Phil Knight PK 85, PK 90. Like, how old is Phil Knight now? Yeah, um, 600 years old. Likely UConn or Oregon after that, and then the other side of the bracket. Uh, this is not good. Notre yeah, it's, Dame. It's brutal. <laughs> Notre Dame. For the AC, Oakland. ACC Big Ten Challenge. Big Ten Challenge. Yep. Pay attention to that one, folks. Last one you're ever going to see. So we get a real easy start to the Big Ten schedule in December, which uh, people are saying is for TV ratings. I don't care if that's true, because unlike other schools, Tom Izzo runs through a gauntlet at the beginning of the season. So we will take the cupcake of uh, Northwestern and Penn state and then Brown and Oakland, but uh, don't forget Buffalo at home. Here's where I want to draw your attention to. When would you say is the traditional Izzo team team slump? Uh, right. Well, looking at this calendar, it may be, um, it may be November. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we we all expect to lose in November, but would you say it's uh, late January, early fe- early February? Would, is that a fair? I mean, fair I don't assessment? know. Uh, Purdue, uh, yeah, going yeah, to yeah, Indiana, then Purdue. Yeah. So January tenth is Wisconsin. Then it's Illinois, January ninth, January thirteenth. I'm sorry, Purdue, January sixteenth. Rutgers nineteenth. Indiana twenty second. Iowa twenty sixth. Purdue twenty ninth. Yeah. That is a. Gauntlet in the Big Ten. Yeah. And then you look at how you wrap the season. Heaven forbid uh, we're in stress mode about making the Big Ten tournament. Or I'm sorry, not the Big Ten, the NCAA tournament, which I I, I like to believe that we're out of those waters. Um, But if we're not. um, At Michigan, Indiana at home, at Iowa, at Nebraska, Ohio State at home. It's... Hmm. <laughs> we've had some uh we've had some stressful late february early marches before and this one might be as well at least we've got a really good five this season so mm-hmm. stop well, all right well we should say draymond was on campus this week and we can only assume he was schooling Izzo on small ball the entire time <laughs> uh is is it just me or are they are they just doing a better job at publicizing Grind Week? Not that great a job. I, I don't. don't. Yeah, to. not at oh, all. Oh, it's their. Uh, it's when they have everyone back on campus. It was the, this the it basketball was, team. Yeah, uh, okay. same same thing we did uh, when we were there for the Youngstown State game last uh, last year, and okay. Aaron Henry was back. Uh, they call it Grind Week, and Izzo coaches alumni. They get hoagies uh, and grinders. 
for dinner yep. or just yep that's that's where they it comes use, from they use grinder they use that's nice that's really good for them. uh the really yeah uh so anyway so um, what is this about madison square garden though Bucker. Oh, so There's speculation. Yeah. Yeah. We are listed TBD for our at Rutger game. Oh. And uh, so it's at Rutger, but location is TBD. So the speculation is that it'll be uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, which would be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the pod wants to think about it, but okay. I've heard that Mike Jones conducts himself with, uh, mm, you know, the, the foremost when he's at. Grace. When he's at MSU basketball I games. I definitely did not make a father Diggity. and son leave their seats from <laughs> from the amount of swears about the rotation early in the season. Uh, so, um, other news, uh, real quick note: Tum Tum has been hired by Southern Utah as an assistant coach. Wait, wait, wait! Lou Rawls, Nairn Jr. The same. Wow, the same. Uh, so that is his first foray into assistant coaching in the collegiate ranks. Uh, if he is making a march back to East Lansing, that is where the road starts. So hats off to him. Yeah. There's also roads out of East Lansing Oof. as well, though. Yeah. So for those that aren't aware, uh, timestamp, the free press is, uh, the free press is reporting that the board of trustees will be, uh, giving president current president sam stanley the opportunity to step down in the next week otherwise it looks that they'll be considering other options where that's concerned this seems to be mostly related to the uh dismissal of the uh uh, business dean sanjay gupta indeed Mm. um and the situation around that we don't have the specifics there's speculation out there but we don't know what's driven by this. And I, I don't have any inside information. Uh, a number of places on Twitter, like claim MSU don't appear to have information. There was a letter that was just posted by the, uh, the faculty, uh, the, the faculty, uh, board about how they need more information to take, you know, to understand this. So it's, well, I, I will say, and I think opaque. if any, if anything did it, it was probably the airplane flying with a banner advertising to save Gupta or something, which seems. I'm not sure what we're saving him from. He yeah. voluntarily stepped down and also continues to have a role on the faculty. Full tenure, I believe. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think um, there's something here. Um, Dr. Stanley's contract expires in two years. So is this a nothing burger? Is this it's not a nothing burger? Well, for it to leak like this, it's probably not. Um, but the media has been wrong before and gotten a sniff on something. And in light of this university's own issues around these questions, you can quickly see how a ember could be turned into a conflagration very quickly. If this is nothing, one could ex- assume that, hey, listen, dude, you're not our long haul pick here. You're not, you know, let's start. When do we announce we're looking for a search committee? Now, Which two is years out is because they just extended his contract and gave him a substantial raise like a few months ago. Yeah, that's I, but continue. No, I guess that that really undercuts that whole argument, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. uh, also, I, just, I think the, the university states uh, or a spokesperson confirmed 
that, that there was some uh, contract conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, which to confirm that there are conversations around the contract to your point, Greg, three months or however many few months after having just renewed it does indicate. And the only things having changed since then, apart from Peyton Thorne's shit performances uh, are this decision by um, the president to, to kind of force out in some respects, uh, Sanjay Gupta from the business school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, worth noting the board was on campus. They had a meeting on Friday. So this type of information coming out after a board meeting, I would think lends quite a bit of credibility to, to this whole thing. Are there still, do you know, I mean, I don't know if any of you know, I don't know what the scuttlebutt is. Is this board still quite factional? I mean, this Michigan state trustee board has it, like for a long time been full of little mini factions that take on different identities and swirl about based on whatever thing people have. Would that be fair to say? I think it's probably fair to say. I, yeah, it sounds like uh, they're unhappy with Sam Stanley. Like everyone's unhappy with him, but for different they reasons. They're from different, <laughs> from different yeah, directions. That uh, he, he, maybe Sam Stanley's uh, fatal flaw was not picking a side uh, and just adhering to it. Uh, which is not necessarily a fatal flaw. Uh, the we knew there were complaints about him for for other things. Um, I think we talked about a while back that it seemed like the board was largely not happy, but then they re-upped his contract, and yeah. you, you thought maybe they'd reached a detente of some sort. Uh, mm. But um, I I will say. I the disappointing thing about all of this is that no one looks good in this. Yes. Because if you if you take the time to explain the story a little bit more is that the uh the dean of the business school supposedly stepped down and then the board said, "No, no, no, we fired him." And then he said, "Get my name out of your mouth." And said, <laughs> "Why don't you hire why don't you hire a firm to investigate?" And the board said, "Bet." Yeah. And he's like, Cool, let's do it. And then uh, that investigation is about ready to conclude. Yeah. In the, in, in the interim, though, uh, the, Stanley backs the provost's decision to do this. The board semi-backs it. Um, and yet, now the board is saying that they're unhappy with the decision, which tells me... It, I, I'm confused. He he backed the removal. So either he prematurely backed the removal, in which case mm. you have a process problem. You don't have a Stanley problem. Mm. Um, or like, I, and then they're still out here leaking. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand any of this. It, it, no one looks good here. No, the least of which the university, which is playing directly into the old narrative that we've heard for time and memoriam mm. that, a factional board is damaging the reputation of the university and, you know, preventing it from being able to get work done. Now, I think that hasn't been fair at times, you know, most notably sure. like around the Tucker hire, for example. Um, but this one, this one doesn't look good. I just don't understand your job as a trustee. You, mm -hmm. you are a custodian of the university. You are intended to. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> to so routinely fail at that obligation 
of and and I'm sure that there are the the more tenured folks on the board are likely the ones who have the most narrative and agenda to push. Well, let me just say as an individual but, who works in healthcare who is not a physician, physicians are fucking exhausting. They are exhausting. No indictment on F Marie. Love you. Miss your Twitter questions. But we'll just say it's gotta and maybe this isn't as true among uh, physicians who are, who are women, but got to be the smartest guy in the room. Got to be, has to be known, seen as the smartest guy in the room. So, you know, going from a physician to a university president, university president is a different skill set entirely. I mean, going from a physician, even in leadership of an organization to the top job, that's a different ballgame. So, you know, depending on how he conducts himself and comports himself and if some of these con, uh, conversations or, 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 or concerns have to do with process, to your point, Jones, process comes back to the, to the leader, right? So anyway. It's also possible that he wrote something, a handwritten note, and handed it off to a board member who misread it or wasn't able to read it. And that to, set off a crazy sequence of events that led us here to this they moment. They have to work on their cursive. Penmanship matters. It's it always mattered. But you, uh, they think they're God. They think everyone should be able to read it. So here we truly, are. Anyway, truly. Anyway, um, anything else on this subject? We might have an update by next week. Or later this evening. Who knows? <laughs> or, or it might just be breaking news. <laughs> um, United no. Wholesale Mortgage. Uh, good things that are happening at the university. Uh, Ooh, this, we asked for this. This is and a bad it's transition for our sponsor, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oops. Um, other mortgages that uh, don't get this one, but they're paying, they're paying the volleyball and basketball teams, the women's volleyball and basketball teams. Now that's great, but don't, don't work with them. Matt's got enough business already. Oh, yeah. Matt's doing fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it is, uh, I, we talked about this at the time that it, that it came out that it would have been nice to see, uh, some sponsorship of uh, the women's teams here at Michigan State and that women's uh, athletes uh, tend to garner more social media interaction anyway. Uh, so it's it's nice to see that that the uh, the verbiage that came out, I think, at the time was this is a test run. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing a trial of NIL and, and that will expand from there. Then that expansion has indeed happened. So... Um, Great to see. Love to see it. But uh, we love to see other things too. We do. Because this podcast, while it may often go behind the green wall and focus on basketball and on football, there's yet another football, the Queens football, <laughs> which really, especially in these difficult times for our friends, the subjects of King Charles III, may be honored and glorified to know that, in fact, the Michigan State women's soccer program had quite their achievement over 19th-ranked Colorado, defeating them 4-1, 4-1. Anyway, this program, this podcast, will always celebrate a win over Colorado. And when that win comes as it did for the women's soccer program. This, their first ranked win since 2016, their first ranked win under new coach Jeff Hostler, their first hat trick by a player since 2019, and the fourth MSU player to earn hat trick at DeMartin Stadium since it's been open for the past 10 or 12 years. 
This is a big deal for them. They did it in a deluge. It rained almost the entire game. Um, this surprised the field didn't flood. Well, and no, actually, this was uh, this is one of the reasons why they built DeMartin, because before that, it was truly... DeMartin is also kind of bad, but it's not as bad as old college field used to be. Uh, but this is a this is a great program win for them. Last non-conference game of the season. Now they head into Big Ten play. And so rooting for the Michigan State women's soccer team. Most. You and I'm rooting for? Yeah. I'm rooting for Gold Star Mortgage, right, Jonesy? Ugh. There we go. That's a transition. Oh, you want me? All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, our friend Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, is with Gold Star Mortgage. And he is saying, look, folks, if you want to buy a home, you should come to him. And if you think, mm, maybe I should wait to buy, rates are going up. Well, prices are not. Yeah, foolhardy. Trying to wait out a dip rate may not actually save you not gonna any, happen. Uh, money in the long term. Don't do it. Because it just keep going up. I keep checking my house's uh, Zestimate every day. Every zesty. day another dollar. Zesty. It is zesty as hell. You, get, you can spend that money, Jonesy. That's actually just money straight in your pocket. It is. That's, it is. It is. They they have to pay you that. Yep. <laughs> That's I've I've been on the phone on hold with Zillow for quite some time and they have not. They're like, excuse me, money. I'd like to get my my two dollar uh, check from the increase in my estimate from yesterday. Yeah. And they're like, one moment, Mr. Jones, we'll get that for you in just a sec. Just to say, uh, just stay, stay on the line. Just stay on the line. Oh, Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, knows that his estimate is worth horseshit, but uh, <laughs> he does know also quite a bit about the mortgages. He works with Gold Star, which is a Fortune 500 Michigan-based company that funds over a billion dollars in mortgages annually. Brandon is managing a team now with 100 years of combined industry experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint and future Big Ten footprint with the exception of Iowa, and frankly, it's because there's no offense there. He's consultative in his approach. His rates are among the best in the country, and they carry every single loan product you could possibly imagine. So no matter your circumstances, you can get a customized loan product to fit your needs uh, and your situation. Give him a call. Uh, he's Brandon with an E, stands with a Z, at Gold Star Mortgage. All right, gentlemen. Go ahead. Oh, Greg. I just wanted to go back really quick. People will not stop shutting up uh, it's not stop talking. They will not shut up about some lady in uh, in the UK that had the same job for 70 years and how incredible that is and all that stuff. 70 years experience, that's nothing compared to 100 years total experience, right? So I think we no can cap. see no cap. that Brandon's got a stronger team than the British monarchy. Mm. And that's just simple math. That's well said. Mm -hmm. Articulate. Yeah. Very <laughs> few people could disagree with that take. Very. Brand, Brandon's team is gaining ground constantly. <laughs> Their empire shrinking constantly. Yeah. In in the some British ways, monarchy now underneath ground. In some ways. In in some ways, funding over a billion dollars of mortgages is truly a way to common that wealth. Oh boy! That wealth. That was. Oh that my was, god. Force. Moving off Grand River, uh, this podcast <laughs> wants to send condolences not just to the, to the, uh, crown. the royal family, uh, but also to the entire state of Nebraska. Although I don't know if condolence is the word. I think celebration, <laughs> balloons, something. Uh, Scott Frost, we learned, has gotten on the Scott old- Scott Frost Day, I believe. Heave-ho on Scott Frost Day. Not to be confused He'll never with forget. 9-11, yeah, not to be confused with 9-11. Truly, truly on the nose. 
the brass tower. Uh, oh, didn't like that one. No, that uh, we are told Scott Frost uh, was uh, left the office of the athletic director, truly physically kicking and screaming, had to be restrained by several players, horse tranquilizer applied. Uh, so and, we know he's not getting uh, COVID. That's yeah, not getting a COVID. What do you guys think? This, uh, this contract, he, if he had been allowed to remain coaching through October 1st, Two more games. I mean, really, who cares? Two more losses. What's yeah. one and five? I mean, one and four. You know, uh, would have brought down, would have reduced by fifty percent, right? The payout of this contract. Yeah, yeah it would have gone from fifteen to seven point five. Yep. Either way, too much money for Fine. Him to be that bad. But I think it yeah. tells you something about the esteem they hold for the the guy who puts Husker in corn. Also, well, he just renegotiated a contract last year that was Harbaugh esque. Oh, in completed. like in in low dollar value. I cannot believe they did not say like they should, would have been better off saying we will pay you fifteen million dollars, but to fire you, it will cost us one. Yeah, uh, and and that is surprising to me. Uh, I don't. I assume they got a donor to come in with the money. So um, if, if uh, I just did the math on this, if we could make the argument that Scott Frost, because he got fired two weeks early, is effectively making $7.5 million over that two weeks, Scott Frost is making $22,000 an hour over those next shit. two weeks. <laughs> I think that's a fair argument to make, and I, and I co-sign on it. Uh, do you think this says Nebraska is interested in paying big boy money like Dave money ne- like Mel Tucker money Ooh. yeah which, to, for which is now less than Dabo money but I don't see how they can afford it uh if this is the way they're spending their donors money which is to excise the tumor that has been Scott Frost on that program uh I mean fuck show me the fruit of the program yeah. you know at least with Tucker, you know, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you could have said the same thing about Tucker, but where's the evidence? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if they have a guy, I guess that's, but like, who wants to I go to Nebraska? So there's something imagine, to, go ahead. I cannot imagine being so flush with cash that you can just make a a call like this two weeks. I, I really, truly don't know. This doesn't benefit the team that substantially, does it? Like, are they going to turn it around now with the interim head coach? out i mean like unless scott is truly responsible for such a serious degradation of the culture the players yeah. are threatening to quit or what i mean that could justify this decision and there may I'm not be aware of that but well we may learn point. that in the coming week but yeah there's something because this is quite immediate uh i don't think this helps them in the coaching carousel just being the first one on doesn't necessarily i mean it gives you yeah. maybe some light advantage uh but not as much as, or maybe it gives you an advantage because it, it, it shows to other coaches like, we'll fire you and pay you a massive payout. Come yeah. to Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's beneficial. I don't know. Um, that's a great why. point. Lose all you want. It doesn't matter. We're going to pay you the whole contract. Yeah. We got I you. Didn't, I didn't realize, by the way, I was doing some quick research that uh, Nebraska has the, the richest alum of richest alums. Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. Uh, yeah, I had 
I had no idea but you went there. do you seriously yeah. think that Warren Buffett is tuning in to ESPN no. game day on Saturday morning? And knowing what I know about Warren Buffett in his, uh, generally speaking, uh, aw shucks or frugality in, in many ways in life, yep. I doubt he is funding <laughs> yeah. a pet project. <laughs> like- this is... This is the kind of decision that if I'm Warren Buffett, I'm actually like take my name off that building and I'm I'm actually sending a company in to take the limestone out of the foundation. The fucker's crumbling down now. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, Dabo, uh, now rich, richest, co- largest overall contract. Uh, so I, I think Saban is still the highest compensated coach. But the largest overall contract is for Dabo getting a 10-year, $115 million contract. What kind of name is Dabo? I mean, that is not an acceptable name. That's where you start the clowning. Then you move to him saying he would quit if players ever started getting paid, uh, (laughs) which says the guy who's making $115 million. And third is uh, he's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. Says the guy whose players are now getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's not a more South Carolinian name than Dabo Sweeney, and that is just something special. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, should we? Do you guys want to talk about what you're drinking real quick before we talk about oh. uh, Washington? Yeah. Uh, listener Mike Jones. Uh, so I am doing the Foggy Mountain Peach, which... I have to say, I uh, uh, it's a it's a Michigan based. I think I've mentioned I've tried their bonfire before, which their cinnamon whiskey. Um, he gave me two cinnamon ones. I, I will candidly say that the Foggy Mountain was not my favorite. Um, still great, just not my favorite of the two. But the peach is quite delightful. Who would have thought a peach I, whiskey? I had reservations. Did anyone um, else in your household like it? Indeed, indeed. Indeed. I, you know, frankly, that's never going to be heard. That's a good point. So yes, (laughs) Yes. someone else. I just, I say that, I say that because there may be uh, (laughs) listeners who would want to give a gift uh, to a special betrothed individual of theirs. And maybe that peach is a, could be a peach, a peach, a hit, a hit. It's not plum flavored. We can't be perfect. Not a pit, not a pit, but a hit. Wow. Good. I tried to plumb it up, but you really fucked me on that one, didn't you? Uh, I am drinking the salted caramel flavored Foggy Mountain. And when I say it is not good, you'll just have to believe me. Boyne <laughs> Falls Foggy Mountain. They're not all going to be winners. Would you put it in a coffee for a tailgate? I would put it in. I would. I would. Absolutely. Like if you could have a latte with this in it, I think. You would like it, or maybe uh, maybe a, a, a like a shake of some sort. Like if yep. you did a, if you had a milkshake, mm. but that's different. But yeah, probably good. I'm just it's not the kind of straight sipping whiskey that you want when you're doing the podcast. And trust me, when the wheels fall off this bus in the next 45 minutes, you'll know why. Well, I have the Foggy Mountain coffee flavored. So Plum, when you come up for the for the Minnesota game, and, yeah, and everyone is invited to that. By the way. Um, what's your address? I'll, I'll follow up with that information. We'll put it on uh, Instagram. Um, we'll, we'll experiment combining those two foggy yeah. mountain coffee, foggy mountain salted caramel or whatever. What about so the we'll peach? 
What about the peach? And we'll have your peach. It's going to be gone. That's going to be an empty bottle sitting around the house by listener Mike Jones sitting on the bar. Get us some more apricot flavored. Well, and we'll have a little clot of coffee to wash it all down, won't we? It'll be a nice old time. A nice old time. All right. Let's head to that preview. Greg, what do we know about washing? Are you still headed out there? Yeah. Uh, my, my flight, I'm a little concerned about this, given, given the way that flights are going right now, my flight got pushed to the late afternoon. So, uh, I'm a bit concerned about that, but, but it's a Friday flight. You're not flying in Saturday. It is a Friday flight. Oh, you'll be flying. Are you flying on, uh, Alaska, Alaska airlines. I can't help you when you fly Alaska. I can't help you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made a huge, tragic error. He made the error of what's cheapest. Yeah, Pick that. That's an error. That is how. That's how I make every decision. As it turns out, that's an uh, error. Uh, Washington Huskies right now. Washington home dog. Wow. Home dog to a traveling wow. Big Ten team. Now I will say, line came out at three point five favoring MSU. It seems that the money has since then come in on the Washington side more, and that's the line has wavered a little bit. But that's interesting to me, and not something that I expected. Uh, I would say that uh, now, now granted, of course, Washington is sort of going through a new coach, uh, but I would say that their wins so far have been equally as impressive. Uh, Jonesy, you might disagree with the use of that word as MSU's. Um, They beat Portland state this week, 52 to six. And last week they beat Kent state 45, 20. Um, And they have a guy that we all recognize as quarterback. Holy Good shit. old Michael Penix out of Phoenix. Indiana. Phoenix. 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 Yep. Are we playing the game from middle school where we say Michael's we? name as loud as we can before oh, we get yelled at? You didn't know. Uh, so our our friends at the only podcast, uh, John Kirby was saying Phoenix and his mom. Michael Phoenix's mom wrote in to correct the pronunciation. Is this real? <laughs> Absolutely. They were I love his, it. Yeah, when, in his first year, he was saying they were saying Phoenix, and they made a few jokes, and and they and his mom wrote in to clarify it's Penix. God bless her. Yeah, Phoenix. I know it. That's uh, nice. That's he's having nice. a bit of a season though. Like his mom doesn't need to go defending him on the internet anymore. Uh, he's forty four for sixty six overall in two games with six touchdowns, which Peyton Thorne is looking at right now with like envy, envy in yeah. a big way. Yeah, but did he have uh, any touchdowns this week? <laughs> okay, then. Uh, they are also, they had an injury bug earlier, but they're actually kind of getting over it. One of their like senior wide receivers uh, it came back this week. A, a Dunes? I haven't watched any Rome. of the Washington no, games. Just Rome. Why not try it? Why not try it? Odoos. 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 It's like duels, but... Uh... Pedex. Uh, but they got, a, they got a real... They got a bit of a thing going. Like the, the, New coach shine. Be, yeah, this should be a toss-up game, I think, in my... Well, uh, it will be a... But will it be a toss-up game if Peyton Thorne figures his shit out? Is this the game that we all needed? Is this the... It's not the it's not between your first and second games. It's between your second and third games. Second and third games. It's between your Mac and non Mac games. It rolls off the tongue. Coaches That's really say that. I've always said time. that. 
That's always said that. Uh, uh, Tucker did say they're consulting with experts about travel and uh, peaking themselves uh, for prime performance with the time zone adjustment. Also of note, relative to the, you know, the external factors of the game, climate change, exactly. Uh, they're having uh, wildfires out there on the West Coast that are affecting the air quality in the stadium. Uh, I've been to Seattle when the wildfires are going and like, you can tell, like it mm-hmm. affects you. So to be an athlete and to not be accustomed to that, yeah. Uh, and to be in that environment will be interesting for MSU this week. I don't know if like Mel's going to light a bonfire in the practice facility this week to get Probably. everyone used to it, but, uh, they've been hurt. doing that all summer long, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready for it. He's playing moves ahead. Tuck's That's why they've been chess. off this year is because they've been recovering from the carcinogens that have been <laughs> their lungs that's that's what it is um in terms of balance uh washington does uh run it just a little bit more um but that could also be a function of the games that they've been playing as well so uh we'll see what they do during that game uh on saturday but uh really good at spreading it around Penix, uh you know is I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, he's got a number of different targets. Um, he's not, you know, one. You you love when the guy. when the yeah, Penix but he he had them before, and Penix was still part of Nine Windiana, like <laughs> Nine Windiana. Indiana. I hadn't heard that one before. That's nice. He's beatable. Indiana, Windiana. Yeah. Let's get, let's not forget that that Indiana's best season ever was nine wins ever that don't say that they've had some nice really uh program close losses to ohio state over the years <laughs> um that are that have been really encouraging just how close some of those losses are program uh, loss program oh, loss program close loss uh so anyway who's your really impact, exciting Im- impact player of the game and why is it bryce Barringer? oh oh my god He's already, that's why he wears the goggles so that the smoke doesn't get in his eyes. That's it. My God. This has been a two year play. Two year play. Yep. Indeed. All right. So we had to, you got anything else or should we have the Twitter questions? No. No. This is the first real game of the season. I can't wait. So uh, let's kick us off, Jonesy. What you got? All right. uh, First up from, I'm going to try. Al Yadaway. But, why did you take out the whole rest of the title? I loved it. It had the word Amazon. Well, no, no. It. So it was the it was the at or the 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 uh, name was all right, all right. At Al Yadaway, who I believe is a first time caller. Welcome. Glad to have you on the long time listeners. Long-time Thank you for listening. Listener. We're confident of it. Uh, uh, so I'm going to read this one because this is for you guys because uh, I don't uh, I don't partake in this uh, in this from one of the listens of. <laughs> or to our Spartan underscore pod. Can't we can't write. They were talking about, quote, weird Spartan dog for life, end quote, stuff. I wonder if anyone has context on that. This is, of course, in reference to SD4L, the Brian Masalam the, branded the brand. apparel and merchandise. Yeah, so I, t- I tucked this into Twitter questions because I, I thought there was more to say here than could fit in the 280 characters that were allotted, and I didn't feel like doing a whole thread on this. 
Um, and Brian Masalem weirdly follows us, despite the fact that I think we've talked a lot of shit about him. Uh, the daddy issues. So, Greg, it, do you want to kick this off here, and then and then I can plug? I talk too much, so yeah. So the Spartan Dog for Life uh, clothing brand, for those that aren't interested, was one that was for players only. It was originally created by a former player. Uh, you would see some of the apparel popping up here and there. It was like it was very small, and it was for a very select group. Over the summer, one of the gentlemen that was substantially involved in the Mel Tucker deal. Uh, a billionaire. Steve St. Andre. We have no information about this dude, but Masam calls him a billionaire. Steve St. Andre appeared to acquire the rights to Spartan Dog for Life apparel. Um, there's talk about making it this big streetwear type of apparel brand for the fans and the players. Um, the you pitch, need to subscribe. You need to be yeah. a member. It's yeah, it's also a subscription service, which is interesting in its own way. What's odd is Mel Tucker seems to almost be required to wear the Spartan Dog for Life apparel. He's got it an awful lot. It's now become the the uh, presenting sponsor of Masalam and uh, Justin Thin's uh, podcast on Woodward Sports. Um, they're pushing it very hard. Um, it. It's very, it's not entirely clear what the product is yet. There have been a couple drops, but nothing really that significant. What's odd about it is all of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes with it and how fully behind a former trust, uh, how fully behind it a former trustee is on his radio show. Um, And it's also run by a guy that's bankrolling Tucker's salary. So, what would you add to that, Jonesy? That uh, so I, I'd also say when you heard us say that, um, it was pitched as an NIL thing mm-hmm. when it was not connected to any athletes whatsoever, and indeed is a rich dude attempting to get richer in one capacity or another. Um, and and since then, they have selected certain athletes to become influencers for the brand yeah brand ambassadors is a better word for it yeah mm-hmm. including joey hauser um which no no slight of joey hauser but that's not who i would select as a brand ambassador but uh the so so it's it was it was pitched as nil when there was nothing to indicate that it was the drop itself of the line was fucked many times over <laughs> Um, like I, what, what was the conflating news where Masalam was like saying it's dropping today and then it was not some, dropping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so, and I think we had talked a little bit of shit about, I think it was the, the news or the freep. It doesn't matter who's suing MSU over the details of the, the pledge for the, the donor money. Mm-hmm. Or at least I had. I had been like, I, I think a donor could could respect a certain amount or expect a certain amount of privacy related to their donation to covering Mel, Mel Tucker's contract. But now I have some questions. Yeah. the Mel Tucker's uh, sort of peddling of, of the product in combination with the very same billionaire acquiring the rights to a thing that was players only before is a little confusing and I, I don't have a problem that Mel Tucker may have to peddle certain things, but that is, that is certainly publicly identifiable information that should be known. Um, so, you know, 
I think I have some, we, I, I hope I can speak on behalf of everyone, have some weirdness about a billionaire who is acquiring the rights to something that a player created and then is mass producing it with a hush money contract or not hush money, but a, a hush contract to the head coach mm-hmm. um, with a tr- former trustee involved also. And then um, this idea that we're pitching it as benefiting players yeah. when there was no proof that that was happening it felt weird. We called it Goop for Spartans. We yeah. we we labeled a whole episode Goop for Spartans because of that. So, and the fact is, this is a developing story. We don't know that much about what the products are going to be. We don't really know about the business model. We don't know how it relates to Tucker's contract. I think that was our criticism. Yeah, I think those are we did we knew nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's it just it's all a little strange, and we're not sure that it's something that we should just be blindly accepting and. And, uh, you know, trumpeting ourselves. It It does feel icky is where we're at right now. So I I hope that helps clarify things a little bit. And as we get, you know, clarification and development in the story, we'll we'll bring it to you as well. Um, Second question here. I'm also going to take advantage of my Twitter question moment. Ask how many people do you think will travel to the game here in Seattle when we drink Husky Stadium dry? Well, I for one will be there. Will we drink Husky Stadium dry? (laughs) We will be. Drinking Husky Stadium dry. Uh, I'm looking I, forward to that for you. Yeah, if you this look at smoke, you got to hydrate. Yeah, you really do. If you look at the StubHub prices for uh, Washington's entire season, this game is by far the most expensive. And wow. also, if you try to get a charter for sailgating, you'll know that they sold out in a way that no other games sell out, and they sold out oh, months ago. Wow. So this is good for us. This is great all for the of brand. the all of the factors look pretty good for a are you very be, green. Are you gonna be wearing your can't read, can't write hat? Oh, I'm gonna be wearing my Spartan dog for life uh drop <laughs> I hate you. Uh, merchandise. <laughs> I hate you in ways I've never you know what? we should we should start pitching our own NIL line. We should. <laughs> That's a good idea. Trust me. It will benefit, and we'll just we'll call kickers only kickers. Yeah, I'll we'll, give Bryce we'll their, whatever he wants. We'll find their whatever dorm he wants. Uh, yeah, Greg, are you going to wear an N95, and is it for the smoke or is it for the COVID? Well, I've uh, you know I'm invulnerable right now. I'm coming off the the COVID. Wow, right? yeah, well, that clock tells the whole so story. Good. Yes, <laughs> so good, my friend. Everyone's going to want to be around you. Everyone's going to be <laughs> clamoring for my personal space. Shake your week. hand. Yep. Just keep going lower and lower, and just keep coughing. Uh, all right. Next up is Demetrius White, who asked this question last uh, week, but it was during the episode, and so we missed it. But it's a first time questioner. I wanted to pop it in here. Uh, asks. So can we talk about Peyton? Wow. Is he really a good slash great QB Timely. or byproduct of K9 success? I'm uh, I'm kind of thinking the latter might be true. Convince me I'm wrong. And he asked this last week. Last week. Before Shit. the most recent game. Demetrius, you are a you are a soothsayer. You are a so, bard of predilection. I'm gonna leave this to you, gentlemen. I will just say last week Peyton Thorne did throw for a lot more touchdowns, but won mm-hmm. 50% with one pick. This week threw a better percentage, 64% with no touchdowns. And more picks. And two picks. 100% more picks. One could I say. mean, we've been seeing this overthrow. I think the problem is overthrowing receivers and in some cases really overthrowing them. We've That's the good news, now. right? It's a it's a specific thing. 
but we've seen this since the bowl game. Like the last three games have been like this. So it's a pattern at this point and one that is concerning. However, we do know what the problem is. So hopefully it can be. Do you but- think Graham Couch, Graham Couch asked him in the, in the post game, because his, his comment in the post game of the Peach Bowl was that I knew what my footwork was and I fixed it. And Graham Couch asked him in this after this last most recent game if he if he could identify something similar. Do you think Graham was trying to coach him in that moment? Mm. Little coach Graham, coach my team. Mel, Mel, give Mel, Mel, give Graham some of your money. He needs it. Anyone needs it if they can help poor Peyton figure his shit out. I think the more interesting question is: Was he riding on K9's coattails? And I think the entire team was. And, and that's my point. And that's a member of that team. That's my point. As that's the best running back we've ever seen, including Jeremy Langford and Le'Veon Bell. Yes. So, but at the same time, his flea flickers did not disappoint last season. Mm-hmm. He had, and he made guys become dudes last season. I mean, obviously, listen, he wasn't overthrowing Speedy Naylor last year. wasn't overthrowing Jaden Reed last year. So, right. Yes, I, that's the point I wanted to make, and you made it faster than I was going to get to it, which is K9 made everyone good. I don't think you can call out Peyton on this. That said, his issues so far are not good. They need to get better. I'm willing to give anyone a pass because until this next team, week. In, well, until next week, only because this team always regresses to the mean and plays to its opponent's capabilities. And, that, and that's just been Michigan State football. Always. Michigan State basketball, every Michigan State program, I don't know. Um, so That's why we're an incredibly insecure fan base. Of course we are. This all is the fan kind of, ba- not all. Most fan bases are, but ours... I know one fan base that's not. Yeah. Well, uh, next up... We'll get questions on it later. From Come Dan Hellpepper. That's uh, sort of on the subject plum, so we'll stick with you. Doesn't it all remind right. you a bit of the impermanence of all good things and the fact <laughs> that we're all inexorably on our way back to the mud to see an MSU football season where we know the team won't get the chance to really whip Notre Dame's ass? Uh, we don't have to. App State took care of that for us, but nope. isn't that no? Oh no, that's Texas A and M. Yeah, oh Texas A and M. Southern is who I'm thinking of. Marshall. I'm thinking of Marshall. Oh right? Marshall, you're Marshall, right. Marshall. Georgia, Sorry. Georgia Southern was who? Sorry. Uh, was uh nebraska yeah nebraska yes. sorry yeah that's okay that's all right we uh, all got well, a little, little wrong we all got a little, little wrong yeah have some more foggy mountain peaks. that's gonna help right uh i love the question dan helper hell pepper oh god this isn't going well uh i don't know i think it's fine to root for the program that you have not the program that you want to have this okay. team has gotten uh, oh as a john l smith spartan Survivor. I will, a survivor. I will always root for the team that I have, not the team that I want to have. So, yeah. Do we want to whoop on uh, Notre Dame and whatever legacy Brian Kelly may still have in South Bend? Yes, of course. But we will take on whooping whomstever we can. Whomstest. ever we can. <laughs> All right. Next up from the Mike Jones. Jones, uh, no. No one cares. Third and one. Uh, can, te- can someone tell Jay Johnson we don't need to go shotgun and can hand it to the guy that's seven yards from the first down line? <laughs> then we go for it on fourth down and snap it from under, se- under center. Just snap it from under center on third down, you dingus. This isn't that hard. 
I wish he'd said dingus. He did. And I wish I wish you read it a little as bit more. Is. Heat, you're honestly. just you're just uh you know you're you're the mild sauce packet at Taco Bell. I am. No one, I am. No one, no one asks for mild. No one wants usually, mild. Usually we save this this kind of really good uh, content for the introductions, but that is a perfect descriptor of me. You except are placating the, the maple donut of questioners, and that is... Except for the fact that I would never bother to reach for the sauce packets mm-hmm. at all. Like, I'm just going to eat much, those Too much tacos. flavor. No, you're plain. dipping... You're, yeah. you're pulling all the meat out of the taco so you can just eat the <laughs> shell. The soft, white flour shell. The only reason you would eat the sauce is because you found out they were free and you found out there was some caloric value in them. Yes. So you could open them individually and pour them into your mouth. mouth. (laughs) The medium sauce. Anyway, Mike Jones is not wrong here. Yes. And Mike, if you want to write an angrily worded letter to Jay Johnson, you can co-sign it from the three of us. You have our permission. Also, by the way, is is it just me or is the the QB draw slash QB sneak relatively undefeated? What are we doing? What are Dunno. we doing? Dunno, Jay. Well, hey, Caton Hauser knows what he's doing. So let mm. that one give you a little hope for the future. Next up from Mike Jones, Jacoby Winman is still on pace for 33 sacks and 24 forced fumbles in his season. What is this pod doing to help promote his case for Heisman slash we didn't, camp frontrunner? We didn't talk about the fact 1.5 sacks, but three forced Fumbles. Big league. Three forced fumbles from Big one guy. League. That is insane. I don't care if it's Akron. That's insane. Yeah. That's that's the ball, the ball, the ball. And uh, I, oh, I love the transfer portal. It's only been good to us. Sure, <laughs> here. Uh, next up from the Mike Jones, Michigan State has never lost a game that Noah Kim has thrown a touchdown pass in. Wow. True. These. This is the quick hitting analysis. That we need. Um, I'm thrilled to have. Tell me why he shouldn't lead us to a 15-0 season and national championship. I mean, he only needs to have some kind of uh, uh, role in the game, right? Yes. So he doesn't need to be the starter. He just has to take some snaps. Um, but can I flip this for a second? Have we lost a game where Peyton Thorne... Yes, we have lost games where Peyton Thorne didn't throw a touchdown pass. But took snaps... No, you guys are both muted at the same time. I'm not muted. I don't know what the question meant around yeah, I wasn't snaps. Sure. I, well, Peyton Thorne. It, so Peyton Thorne has been on teams where we didn't score touchdowns because you'll remember right. Mark D'Antonio. But <laughs> if Peyton Thorne played in the game and didn't throw a touchdown pass. Have we ever lost one of those games? Yeah, oh, I see. I'm sure Took we snaps have. and didn't. Yeah, let's Mike Jones look that up for us, and if you find it, then tell us. Uh, next up from ZJ, what are you thinking during the very, what were you thinking during the very slow offensive performance in the first half? Should we be a little worried about Thorne? I think we've yes. kind of covered this, but yes, ZJ. It's not, it's not done. The questions yeah. are not done. Um, yes. ZJ, first time Twitter questioner? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, if so, Zij, I think we can call you Zij. Zij, my man Zij. Or woman, we don't know. We're, Yep. We're familiar. Uh, we're familiar at this point in time. But uh, yes, ZJ, uh, thank you for the question. And Plum, thanks for the call out. If it is your first time. If it's not, ask questions more regularly. Next up, Rompus Dillashaw. That's the greatest name of any Twitter questioner it's, we've ever had. I was going to say, this is incredible. All name squad for sure. <laughs> uh, is it time to officially worry about Thorne's accuracy? Accuracy. 
Seems he can only hit Reed on a consistent basis. Also, why is everyone getting hurt? All right, great this questions. Is, this is where First, I confess that Rampastillashaw is my burner account, and I apologize. For I was going to ask a Twitter question to Mike Jones. Do you regret already having a son and naming him Blake when Rampus was apparently on the table the entire time? You just have more information now, right? You fool. You idiot savant. Uh, yes, it feels like something out of the wild things. Um, the, uh, Reed, did he, he only hit Reed twice in the first game? Uh, I believe, well, I mean, we don't know what it would have been because Reed was removed from the game, but I think. It, no, no, the, the first game. First game. Right. But he was also removed from oh, that shit. game. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, Rompus, uh, I don't think, I don't know that I necessarily agree with the second half of your statement. Only that Reed had the best game in this particular one. Uh, I don't know that he's hitting anyone particularly well. And it may be that Reed is the shortest of his receivers, which is why he's not being overthrown as much. I don't know. Um, but It's but, not good. But the last part of your question is absolutely true. We and Plum blames the... Yeah, the, 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 the coaches. coaches. The coaches. Mel Tucker, for some reason, has decided that his players need to be injured and he <laughs> pushes them to such extreme heights. I mean, I people think you're serious. I heard that he had rented a scissor left and he was asking his players to get <laughs> them on windy days. Now that seems reckless to me, but we have a, we have a case point. We have but, a case point. We shouldn't be doing it. But if the goal is to hurt your players, then he that's keeps jumping. He, he keeps jumping. Uh, next up from Eric Zonic. Oh, Zonic. Thorn? Thorn question mark. Yeah. Thorn. yeah. Thorn. Same, buddy. Same. Thorn. I, uh, I, it, it, all right. We'll make this some. X had said preseason, we'll go as far as our offensive line will take us. Wow. Is it more accurate to say we'll go as far as Peyton Thorn will take us? Right now. Wow. Right now it feels that way. Not with Noah yeah. Kim and Kate Hauser performing as they have. I say give those boys a chance. You putting us in a JJ situation um, right now, Alex? No. Listen, he earned it on merit. My pleated khakis will have you know that he earned it on merit. Plum, go grab your Bible because we got questions coming. All right, we're praying. Uh, no, no, no. We've got we a lot on this subject right now, guys. So next one from uh, Tyrone Couch. Uh, will Thorne bounce back? Or we do, do we have a Brian Lewerke situation? I enjoyed Lewerke, but he never recovered. Or Drew Stanton after the late hit versus U of M. Now I am irrationally angry. First off, I would say Drew definitely recovered that hit. And yes, and but I am also irrationally angry because I knew Wolverines were pieces of shit. Yeah, but it really was cemented in that fucking that game. Moment. Wow, Drew, praise be. Fuck, to praise be. <laughs> praise B and D. Oh my god, I hate them. Anyway, uh, but Brian Lewerke, I don't. Here's the thing about Brian Lewerke. I love Brian Lewerke. But his accuracy stats didn't change because of the hit. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I love this next question. I'm giving it to Plum. Uh, I think it's a perfect pairing. Uh, wow. Childish rant of the day. People that say less when the word is fewer. Should we be able to smack people for extremely poor grammar? Even the Nazis said fewer <laughs> oh or God. something like that. I heard, quote, they ran less plays or some iteration of that 20 times yesterday. Yes, uh, this is a good point for folks who are not familiar with the way that grammar works. 
Uh, fewer is used for anything that can be counted. So if you can count the number of plays that were called, you should be using fewer. Uh, I want to go back to Rip Torn, the Rip Torn analogy. Anyone who says less when they meant fewer gets hit with a, a hammer it's or a wrench. a wrench. It's a wrench in the back for you, my friend, because as Tyrone Couch has correctly pointed out, even the Nazis said <laughs> this fewer. Is such a great advanced way of bringing the Nazis up. They're, so they get brought up in every conversation. I don't know. I'm like hard. It's, I'm trying to find the right way <laughs> to figure out how to justify the reference to the Nazis here. It would be like it would be like make sure you leave your you know you hydrate. Even the Nazis drank water. Even the Nazis drank water. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Farther, further, farther is, uh, you know, yeah, the thing you can count. You can right. count it. You can count it. You have to be able to count it. And we can count the number of plays. We can also count the number of interceptions that Peyton Thorne threw. So we hope he f- throws fewer next week. Ah, uh, it all comes around. He's so good. There it is. And finally, from Tyrone Couch, uh, what was the loss that made you happiest? Wait, but Plum, what about less tall? Uh, we're not going to get into uh, 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 the dative case. We're not going to get into the dative okay. case. Yep. All right. Uh, Notre Dame, Nebraska, Texas, Texas A&M, that mouth-running jabroni Narduzzi. Damn you. Uh, so many good choices. First, I, I want to just... I was willing uh, to say that word, but I chose not to. You're, and, that's ah. a, and, that's why, and that's why you are the most milk toast of us all. <laughs> I want... As to, your skin color, to, milk com- toast. To, to commend these Twitter questioners for their choice of language. It is both pithy and should be well announced. So good for you. And we're sorry that Kevin Gret keeps stealing these questions from us because Jones and I both would have read those with gusto. But to uh, the point of the it's question. It's a great question. What was question. your favorite of these? Uh... A win's a win, and I will always celebrate a win uh, for us. No, so they Akron- losing feels good, though. Feels uh, good. But I they just lost losing. last week, so I didn't Yeah, need- but now there's effectively nothing for them to play for for the rest of the year. They're definitely not going to the uh, to the playoff. So I, their I will season's say- effectively over. I will, I will co-sign on Texas losing because... Um, but that's some, to Bama. Like, does it count? But some no. thought Texas was back for a moment. There was a moment where people authentically thought Texas is back. Yeah, but you can still lose to Bama and be back. Like, I, I Bama's don't. on a different level than the rest of college football in some ways. But A and M, A and M is my favorite. Yeah, that one's a good one too. That the the symmetry. Um, though App State is in a much better place than they were when they beat Michigan. Yeah, true. Um, but the, the the exposing the fraudulence of Jimbo Fisher, I, I will. That one's really good. Not listed here. Can we put Iowa dropping to the Cyclones? Uh, not God, you always loss. to see it. God, you love to see Ferentz lose. Right. You just love to see it. I love to see any state school that shares. Hey, you know, a meaningful relationship yes. with a another non-state school. Yes. Uh, so, like, Penn doesn't count against Penn State, right? Like, that's not a real thing. Not a real thing. Um, no. But the Iowa business. State, Iowa, that's a real thing, and I will celebrate that win. Well, and I think I, I just mentioned the way the question is structured. This was the emphasis on the loss, which is to imply that the better team should have won. But I want to frame this, and this is why I agree with Jones on A&M's loss. 
was because the win that made me the happiest was seeing App State win again. I root for those guys. And seeing them run into the streets afterwards, seeing nary a couch ablaze was a disappointment personally. Running from both sides? Both I, sides. I didn't know how – was that coordinated in and, some way? How and did people, that take place? Must be people, the cl- people climbing out of the windows of their own vehicles, realizing what they were being swept into and saying, yes, this is worth it. Put the car in park and who cares if it's lit on fire? Let it go. Let, Let it go. go. This Let is go. better. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, no, this up, one's Nate. for you, Jonesy. So I'm going to read it to you. For, Wait, you this Nate is, C? Nate C is here for a question that's deeply personal to our own Mike Jones. Describe the homeless bum that is Notre Dame. <laughs> I think, first of all, if we're being clear, we mean unhoused. And that's what we mean to wow. say. But, but as, as soon as we got those, uh, those formalities out of the way, <laughs> I want to describe a man that is unwashed. <laughs> A man who invites controversy. I want to describe a man who, when suing the doctors that performed gastro bypass on him, asked for a mistrial because those same doctors went to rescue a juror that passed out. Mm. I want to describe a university that fired a black man before they fire in a shorter duration than a failure of a man who resembles Java the Hutt. Mm. I want mm. to describe privilege. And I want to describe the worst university that is not named Michigan. And I want to I want to say that that very same coach accused Matt Trannon of hitting him. I, God, uh, I hate that university and the loss of them as a yearly game is the thing that I am most angry about. And their refusal to play that game because we, Michigan State Spartans, you may not know, have the highest winning percentage of any school at Notre Dame. And they quit. They did. They did. Bitches. <clears throat> that was both for Nate C and that was for Raymond Chains. That was your minute of hate. It's not just plum. Fuck that school. Oh my God, I hate them. When I, when Michigan and Notre Dame play each other, I root for a tornado. That is what I, I actively root for a humanitarian crisis. God. All right. Next up from Nate C, the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West. We've covered this indirectly, but uh, the Big Ten East has not lost in the Big Ten West. Parts of it have lost a bunch to the point where some of those teams don't even have a coach anymore. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, the Big Ten West continues to be the Big Ten West. It looks like this. Who did Wisconsin lose to? Uh, Wazoo, Washington State. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't they just fire their coach because he's anti vax? (laughs) That sounds right. That did happen. He's suing them because. He's doing them for a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up, finally, from Nate C. How many times would MSU have gotten to the Big Ten Championship if they had been the West this whole time? 100%. Yeah, every single. Every 120? Single Can you have more than 100%? I don't know how I, math I, works. I guess maybe we should hedge and say maybe there would have been one season where it wouldn't have happened, but it seems we're like Illinois would have gone just because we beat everybody else, but somehow lost to Illinois. 
Uh, next up from AA Ron, who came in with four questions, but we're a little late on time. So we're going to, we're going to hold you to three on this one. Uh, the last time Michigan, tr- uh, tried to run a conference champion QB out was checks notes, Tom Brady, any parallels to the current situation dumps a game manager for potential. Uh, this is a story that the university of Michigan, uh, thank you AA Ron for bringing this all back to our attention again, would have you forget uh, and my understanding was things were icy between the university and Brady for a while, but they've clearly buried the hatchet on that since then. He's there all the time peddling his, you know, whatever. Twelve. Uh, I was just going to say some sort of fucking garbage. To be yeah. fair, the guy is like the oldest. Uh, what he's like? What is he? Sixty at this point, still winning Super Bowls. So who can really knock yeah. Tom Brady for? But again, um, terrible choice. Terrible choice in schools. Terrible. Terrible terrible taste the difference i guess is jj hasn't been drafted already by the uh yankees or anything like that um but yeah, i just think the the parallels are there that's for sure you know i mean was and listen i this is not a michigan podcast and i don't really care but i love to see decisions that get made like this that have the capacity to destroy a team's culture program yeah. And this decision may have been one. And I take a lot of joy. I called my brother earlier, who I love, who is a Michigan fan, who did attend the University of Michigan, and therefore incredibly root for that program as much of a moral failure as it is. He told me, though, as bad as Cade has been, uh, you know, it still felt a little iffy. And uh, he actually seemed kind of resigned, even equanimous about who was you know who it should be but you just think all things being equal this is a real uh this is a real upside down decision for that garbage ass program in ann arbor good for them love to see it <laughs> love to see it good for them speaking of garbage programs aaron also asks can we give nebraska back to the big 12 this is yes. a personal conversation i had with people in my house earlier today i mean isn't that that should be a real question Kevin Warren should absolutely be. Do you think that Kevin Warren called the chancellor of Nebraska and was sort of like, just so you guys know, you're not going to be part of our conference next year. We had certain expectations for your program that you are not keeping up with. The academic standards, notwithstanding, I believe they've already gotten that pass. So at some point, something's got to give. Yeah. Knock, knock. Uh, Oregon wants in. Yeah. So if Oregon and Washington aren't getting in now. Why is it that we're keeping Nebraska. Nebraska program? Yeah, like we have Oregon, Washington, and Stanford. They all want in Stanford. They all want in. That's three schools. That's an uneven number. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Meanwhile, Purdue's whistling by the graveyard right now, just like nothing. We beat Ohio State a few years ago. Well, they beat us last year, so let's not forget. That's yeah, not that's fair. Uh, and finally, uh, from AA Ron, the Big Ten West has never produced a conference champion since realignment. Will they? Uh, will they before inevitable realignment uh, coming with USC and UCLA? The no, answer is no. There's not. no evidence to suggest no. that that will happen. Uh, John Ebaby asks, uh, "Where is Cade McNamara transferring to?" Uh, I think someone responded, and this is accurate. Notre Dame needs a quarterback. <laughs> 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 And if well, they, they won't take him, <laughs> Hoople certainly will. Doesn't Notre Dame have a Michigan uh, legacy recruit coming in to take over for that program? Oh, God, sorry. Uh, next up from Smart 18770, is Nebraska now the Detroit Lions or the Dallas Cowboys of the college football world? Why can't both. it be both? 
Wow. Look at uh, no, uh, it's Dallas Cowboys because they get they get hype still. No one's hyping the Lions. Okay, mm-hmm. boo. Bad take. Yeah, I'm not but, wrong. I have friends the- in the city of Detroit who hype the Lions. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I have seen Honolulu Blue outside of Ford yes. Field. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you for knowing that. I know the I know I know the colors, y'all. Next up from Spartan eighteen seven seven zero. Is the reason that Ronald Williams is now behind Chester Kimbrough because of Williams' play? Or Kimbrough's? I think Ronald Williams is behind Chuck Brantley. Oh. But. I thought it was because he wanted to be behind Chester Kimbrough's <laughs> tight quads. Just tight. What, what if Ronald did go into the press conference and, and made a comment as such? As such. He's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, no homo, but, uh, but shit, no. Kimbrough, that ass. <laughs> Why I can't would say you that. I, that. Why would you I can, If that? anyone can say it, I can yeah. say it. What I about, know that. What about like a, a little bit homo? Can we do that? A Is little, that okay? Just a little homo. Little homo. A, the littlest homo, but that ass. Some, some homo. You know, also, and listen, where, why not? Can you tell me where the quads are? Can you tell me where the quads are? I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hammies is what I was going for. But why can't, why can't we just celebrate? Why can't we celebrate a nice... Ass. That's great. Mm-hmm. Just great. Here, here. That's Everybody why people likes... are listening to the podcast this week. I want to call out that if we said this about a female athlete, we would be canceled well, for sure. There's that. There's but we that. didn't, did but we? We didn't. We didn't. Good Next us. up from Spartan 1870. Who, if any of you thought that the auto owner's guy would make that 30 yard kick? Yes, this happened uh, during the game. The fan made the kick. Gets the, so the bull get? trip or whatever. That's I it? I thought it was a Buick. Didn't he get a Buick? No? It used to be car. I don't think it's car anymore because oh, someone so won the car. Um, I think I think it's auto owner's bull trip. Um, but man, <laughs> to Detroit. some of those attempts have been so terrible over the There's years. There's one that's like, a gift. Uh, it's like some of these the people- falling down. Falls have, down. They've <laughs> never bothered to even watch- a field goal before. Um, so to see one finally go through the uprights is love to see it. Jack Stone, oh, Jack, out. Jack Stone can't even consistently make a 30 yarder. Why is that? <laughs> That's Extra uh, point or nothing. All right. Joe Ashworth is up next. All right. Does Ross Ells end the season with the staff? Joe, I don't know why you're coming at Ross. He's coaching the Nickelbacks currently and coordinating special teams. And before that was coaching the linebackers. Um, I think you meant Harlan Barnett. But, We've been critical of Rossell's in the past. But, oh, I've said several times, leave him at the airport. But, <laughs> but uh, this, I, I, I don't honest, know what this is in reference to. Yeah, Joe, like this doesn't seem like the week for that. But uh, follow up. Tell us what you're thinking on yeah, this. Please. I'm By interested. Uh, I'm right. interested in this. Without using Wikipedia, what is the most interesting thing you know about the state of Washington or something in Washington? Mm. Uh, Space Needle? There's a mountain. Uh, a couple yeah. mountains. Uh, uh, isn't that where uh, Mount St. Helen, isn't that where they did Volcano? Volcano uh, movie? Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. That's what I'm thinking of. And, uh, and I think the Blues Brothers 
were arrested inside of Washington, traveling at like a hundred miles per hour on one of their their freeways. That's there it. Um, That's great. Spokane and Gonzaga are there. Wow. And Mark Few. Mark Few. And we could just talk grunge music for like. Uh, we could oh, do yeah. a companion right. podcast. There it is. On that. Yeah, let's, there it yeah, is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We can. There yes. It is. Last up Starbucks. from Joe Ashworth. It's a union. Last up from Joe Ashworth. If you could steal any one thing from any current or previous job and sell it, how much money would you make? This is a great question. This is a great Greg, question. Greg, I think you might have the best answer to this. <laughs> what is it? I'm curious. Well, I assumed at your time uh, with. Uh, a company that we shall not name the name that bears the name mm -hmm. that there at times were valuable things in said company. Yeah. Possession. Individuals, valuable household goods, uh, yep. so to speak. Uh, sure. I also could have stole like a big semi truck from that job as well. Could have grabbed <laughs> a few of those. Um, so there we go. Got that. Uh, well, I think you and I have the same answer. A CT, uh, a CT scan machine. There no, we both worked for the university. I'm sorry, for the Michigan State University. So I believe the answer is cyclotron. Cyclotron might have been an answer. Yeah. I like harder the idea of stealing the cyclotron. Harder to move. <laughs> harder to move, but not impossible. That's not the question. But if you could have stolen. Not impossible. Um, I would have said the BTB chicken burrito recipe would have been really worth bro, something. Wow. I got you. Right. that yeah we're gonna need that offline uh next up from joe ashworth or no i i think i am actually right this time yep. we completed joe ashworth we've, we've achieved completion <laughs> did you do that last week was it on joe i ashworth did this last week and i did it to always thinking 1835 who's next so he's clearly forgiven us though i will note he only gave us two questions so maybe uh, that's a reference yep um uh, First up from Always Thinking 1835, what songs will you always stop for while scanning through radio stations? Ooh. Blind like Melon, Flagpole Sitta. Harvey Dangerfield. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Gin Blossoms, uh, Hey Jealousy. For oh. sure. Uh, Any. The Lumineers. Uh, was their really popular song? Yep, whatever that one was. <laughs> the Lumineers one. made your list of I, Always Stop. That, well, I mean, when you're scanning stations, you're looking for something that is like, oh, I can listen to this. The threshold for stopping is actually quite low. Yeah, I mean, you are scanning for it's a true. reason. Yeah, it, that, that's a good point. Like, this is a, truly, I could go on for quite some time songs. Well, I so maybe the better question for. is, you can't remember how to get WJR on the AM dial. And so you're, you've toggled over to the FM dial because you're like, maybe I can find it here faster. And then you get to a song and you're like, oh, I'll stop for this before I find my way over to the Michigan State football game. Mm, that willing to accept. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What would make you stop on your way to the so state? So where I think to myself, I'm dumb enough to know that the FM is where I should be. Looking yeah, I, I just had to get it back to FM because I you, you were raising the stakes. That's yeah, I, it. You were putting us on the right dial yeah. and you were raising the stakes. Okay. Uh, I'll take anything from Bowie. I'll take anything from Prince. I'll take um, anything. Anything. I, I like believe. just about I anything on the radio from Bowie or Prince. I'll listen this to. is the most pretentious lie I've ever heard you tell. Uh, it's true. No, that's that's bullshit. I have Ziggy Stardust on vinyl. 
You heard it here, listeners. I would say oh, Tracy Chapman. God, I love Tracy Oh, Chapman. fast car. Fast car. Oh, wow. Tracy Chapman. Oh, God. yeah. Got to. Um, uh, what about you, Jonesy? Give us, you already gave us the Jim Blossoms. That, that's a good answer, Alex. It is a good answer, yeah. Uh, I, I will also say, if you, you got to catch it at the beginning, right? Like, there's some songs you got to catch at the beginning. Yeah. But truthfully, I, I feel like if I ever caught Smells Like Teen Spirit in the Wild at the beginning, there I would yet. probably start for that. Uh, Stairway to Heaven. Frankly, I probably no, would stop. For, I, probably I can't. Would. I can't. We had listened to that every single day in high school. Some asshole played it every single day on the jukebox. Why are you guys so anti-America? Say the Pledge of Allegiance like a normal person. That's a good point. That's a better point. All right. Last up from Always Thinking 1835. We're sorry. Please, three questions next week. With the pattern set from the last two weeks, who will next week's delicious college football upset be? I, I don't have time to look at the schedule for next week. Uh, UConn's one and two. They're they're due for a win. Uh, Wait, I'll what? Take UConn. <laughs> You're taking UConn? <laughs> well, if you knew who they were playing, you'd understand Wait. why. Um, Wait, who did you pick? They're they're playing. Oh Michigan. no! Okay. Um, yeah. Oh wow! I had no idea they had such a shit schedule. Like I knew it was bad, but I didn't yeah. know it was that, that bad. bad. Why didn't you Why didn't you cycle JJ in for a? You know what? We're gonna give him one more game. We're gonna give him one more game to prove. Please give Cade that dignity. Someone on Twitter, I'd also like, like to see the University of Louisiana Monroe uh, get a big win. They're playing Bama. Bama. Yeah, good for them. That is offensive. Nick Saban should be shot because of that decision. I don't care if it was his athletic director that made it. Boo. And made you it like paying. five years ago. You knew yeah, they're paying. I, I don't care. I don't care. They're over a million dollars. You just did the disgust on your face. Of it's like, just... It's just, I hate it. Oh, How do you feel also, about playing Akron? <laughs> I feel like they can zippity do that day their way to the bank. All right? Yeah, yeah I was saving uh, that one for a minute. Western is playing at home against Pitt, a game that they won last year. I don't well, know what the line I is will, on that. Oh, I will like hit by a out of, Yeah, I will, take, I will take Western to win that game. That would wow. feel really good. I can root for that game. I can root for that game. Next up by Carl Simmons, the third. Plum's reactionary fundamentalist view on PAT are well-documented. In his dystopian vision of college football, all kickers are stripped of the right to choose whether or not they put a ball through the uprights. Does the same repugnant extremism inform his views of overthrowing wide receivers and tight ends? You know, it should. And if I were a consistent man, Carl, (laughs) if I were consistent, then I would tell you that yes in fact uh you don't you know every time you overthrow a player you lose an arm you know you only get two so i would just choose wisely. does the yardage matter to you can we stagger this uh, if it's 20 plus yards you'd say oh, if you okay. manage to overthrow someone we're going to take a finger on coleman that's sure both oh, arms if you yes exactly yeah both but both arms and like a toe Daniel barker from two yards away you right. might say to yourself well, Peyton, I'm sorry. It's a leg. It's a leg. Yeah, it's a leg and an eye, actually. Uh, no, I think that's right. I, I, and listen, I think one of the reasons why I've been so hard on young Jack Stone is because I have such high expectations for him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's love. He, he has big shoes to grow into. Hell, he's got a big helmet to grow into. He doesn't have a mullet. He has none of the hair that needs to be accommodated in that size helmet. The other thing is I respect the acronym PAT. It is simple to say. It's 
it rolls right out of the mouth. Peth. It's just, it's nice. It's very so it's beautiful. Acronym. Very, very nice. Yeah, that's like you're from Barcelona. Thank you. Point after try. I mean, good God. It's just American. It's Americana in an acronym. And so if you can't get that, if you can't kick field goals, if you can't get the extra point, really, why are you alive? Why are any of us alive, Carl? Thank you, Carl. Uh, next up from the the Mr. Neurotic Pants, quarterbacks have an easier time when it comes to an unknown commodity. After film gets studied, they get... I have no idea. Chad C. Chad C. Maxwell working in Thorn. I have spoken. What is this? Is this? I don't know, but he spoke. He spoke. So just let him have spoken on that one. Thank you, and we're sorry that we said it. Raven, do 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 elaborate for us in the DMs. Uh, We would like to discuss. Chad C. Chad C. Maxwell. Chad C. Chad C. Chad Z, Matt. Chad Henning? Chad Z? Who's, who's Chad Z? Chad well, this doesn't Z. rhyme with douchebag, so it can't be Chad Henning. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, did you see Braylon Edwards said that there were no expectations of that team? Good for him. I think he might be misremembering there, probably from all the alcohol he's consumed at work. Braylon. Um, What's wrong with you? I was in a glass house, but then I opened the door and stepped outside that glass house so I could throw as many stones as I want under those circumstances. The network did a lot of work for you there. Uh, Remind me to to tell you a story after this. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up for Mr. Neurotic Pants, was Akron better than realized? Did they play down last week or did MSU's front three get punked by those zips? Um, that's a good, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good one. That's a good one. No, Vacuum was not better than realized. Uh, they're not good. They don't play well. They're a Mac program, a middling Mac program, really, if we're being honest. Um, Bottom theater, frankly. Yeah, that's just it. So no, no punking happened, uh, other than what Peyton Thorne punked himself on. Hmm. All right, last up from Mr. Neurotic Pants. If D'Antonio, frustrated about his 17-14 and victory over Akron, resigned and announced he was coaching Liberty University and intended to coach a quote-unquote Christ-centered defense and pro-Israel professional-style offense. (laughs) Oh, my God. How would you react? Not well. Not well is the answer to that. Also, I think when folks like those affiliated with Liberty say pro-Israel, for those who are uninitiated, they're they're really saying you have your own country. Yep. Because so. they, they need to in order for there to be the second coming. Um, that's the only reason Liberty would care about it, that. It's certainly not anti-Semitism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, just because sometimes that that verbiage about being pro-Israel gets conflated with something other than anti-Semitism, and it's not anything other than anti-Semitism. Yeah, I didn't know when they said pro-Israel if they just meant like. Yeah, I'm gonna choose not to finish that statement. Mm. That'll, be, that'll be better for us if I don't finish that statement. I think. 
Yeah, this is going to go okay. live out on the internet. Yeah, it, it, it shouldn't be finished. Anyway, so Christ-centered needs to be hyphenated is, I think, really what we need to say And here. back to grammar. The fewer things Plum says lead to the fewer problems that come up for him in the long term. <laughs> That's right. There or was actually, a thread about maybe <laughs> less is appropriate there, given the number of uncountable things I've said. Yeah, it's in it's unquantifiable. We are so unquantifiable. We might be at less. Then here, less yeah. is more. What was that, Jones? Uh, there was a, a thread of jokes about uh, Liberty University's uh, curriculum that I contributed to, and I'm surprised you guys didn't criticize me for it on the Twitter. Oh well, we'd have to see it to we'd have to see it to believe it. Yep. All right, next up, our favorite Twitter questioner. And this week, she has not numbered no. the questions. And I, for one, Break missed them. I missed those numbers. No. I've been the Stop. only one on this podcast who's actively said, Susan, give us numbers. The we first question that came to mind. <laughs> you need to spend the week in someone else's shoes. Is it in Scott Frost's sneakers or Cade McNamara's cleats? Well, Scott Frost's got much nicer shoes now, uh, so I'll take. I've long had a goal to get paid to stop working somewhere, and uh, Scott Frost just did that on a massive level. Uh, Who really wins? I'll put it to you. Um, Scott Frost never has to do anything he doesn't want to ever again in his entire life. So I would just um, say if that that's a good point. However, if I'm uh, in Cade McNamara's cleats, I'm probably going to overreact and knock the hell out of someone's khaki pleats. And that would feel pretty damn good. Look at that. Well done. Yeah. Well Should've done. Made a limerick. Uh, uh, next up from a mop belief, unnumbered question. Uh, then Dang. I was wondering, then I was wondering, will Peyton Thorne continue the pattern and throw three interceptions next week? Oh, we're starting to see like the number theory here. Uh, Mamapaleaf has like Peyton Thorne's stats written in like wax pen on a window that she's like writing, you know, uh, and, and drawing like yarn between them. Um, let's hope not because uh, this team cannot win if he throws three interceptions. Especially not against Washington. Washington. Uh, what do you think when she says pattern that it's sequential or a Fibonacci sequence? Oh, I was thinking plaid, but I guess that's me. What would be next in the Fibonacci sequence? Is it one, two, uh, three? No. One, two, three, five, oh. then eight, then thirteen. I think we might be seeing a lot more Noah Kim if it's a Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> here, here, Noah Kim, I defeated. Just wanted to flex Fibonacci sequence. That's yeah, well done. Right. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, from Mamapaleaf, uh, she wanted to ask, when you are a college football head coach, will you wear one-ear headset or double-eared headset? And on which side of your face will the microphone come in from? That's a false uh, choice. It's, it's, it's two headphones with two microphones. Oh, the double. The double. The but will it, be, will it be two singles Dukes. or a, a, a single double? With double double, it'll be the single double, triple double, which by which I mean it's three different headsets. But of the three headsets, only two of them have earphone pieces on them, yeah. uh, and only one of them has two microphones. Why not do the quad dub? Quad dub them. And my head's not large enough. No. Also, Mamapaleaf, uh, this question is like three weeks late. 
Uh, now Plum enjoys having the best of all of our microphones. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you had asked this before, we could have used this as an opportunity to bully him. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. You should. Yeah, I think oh, I'm sitting here with the lowest microphone. Listen, yeah. I'm happy to mail you my old microphone to see if you can go no. lower. <laughs> Pro tip, you can. You can. It can be done. Can uh, be John done. Hubbard wants to know, is it pronounced Windman or Windemon? Windman. Uh, you just say it really fast, so you just yeah, get think, away with it. Windman. I think Windman. Tucker Windman. pronounced it Windman. Windman. So. so the emphasis is on the last syllable. Syllable. Yeah. Uh, next up, can Plum use his knowledge of biblical texts to tell us what penance we need to perform to lift the punishment of neon uniforms? I thought this was going to be a biblical question about JJ and uh, Cade, but it's about the unis. I reject the premise of this question. I thought Agreed. the uniforms were great. Yeah, uh, we have another question about the attire coming up. So uh, next up from John Hubbard and last up from John Hubbard, is it time for Thorne to ditch the wristbands? Fellow no gloves wearer, Cal Halliday famously has nothing extra on his arms. If you look at his stats, he had zero interceptions yesterday and didn't overthrow a single <laughs> receiver. The only difference between the two is the wristbands. That's true. Listen, spot on. Any artificial aid that a player uses is clearly leading to their crippling, potentially life-threatening, and for sure career-ending injuries. The coaches are putting these young men up to this body decoration involving gloves and helmets and pads and now wristbands. And Cal Halliday stands alone. Mm -hmm. you, know, uh, you know Tucker requires them to ask permission to have a towel on their body? They, That's my kind of coach. To, no towels. They have to prove why they need it. Like no, he's like no towels. No frills. Did you know that Cal Halliday actually has a leather helmet that the equipment team uh, paints to make it yes. appear to be plastic? Just Cal Halliday is naked on the field. That is body paint. Body paint. He plays in the original Greco-Roman style, and good for him. And with no one wearing a cup, we all believe it to be true. We mm -hmm. do. God bless America. Uh, uh, go ahead. Next up from the vodka soda. Uh, what is your what was your favorite CFB upset this week? We kind of covered this kinda already. Objection yeah. asked and answered. Um, <laughs> next up from vodka soda. Fashion police can't read, can't write edition. Please rate this game's fit of Mel Tucker. I thought pretty good. It's yeah. always good though for Mel. But I you like know, that. It's a, it's a little blousy toward the bottom. I'm gonna be with her on this one. I'm not sure that the neon short sleeves under the black is quite the Luke we were going for. Um, Here's the thing. Here's but... my complaint, really. Mel Tucker goes to the press conference with his the ball, the ball, the ball shirt. And the man, that shirt is tight. Like, the arms are showing off. The shoulders are showing off. Love a shoulder. The blousiness I have a complaint with sure. is in the arms. All right. You should show off that you are a jacked head coach, and he's not doing that. All right, well. Show that body. Those muscles show are for his body. wife and his wife only. But look, we don't need to be heteronormative the situation here. All right. It's for his partner. Very good. His partner only. Well, well is this yeah. another little homo situation? Or yeah, just, just small. Little, the smallest little smallest. homo. Yeah. <laughs> Two times. Uh, next up, and finally, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy. Um, are you guys even really fans of MSU, or are you just in this for the money? Is this where we also announce our Patreon is dropping yep. very soon? 
So we're definitely fans, but Patreon is going to be at the link in the description. Uh, Twitter tipping is being turned on. <laughs> High money. If we don't get your money, we can't keep doing this. You guys, I've only ever done this for the money. I thought, you know, one day this pandemic will end. And if I play my cards right, I could be making up we'll to have three, eight three, ad reads. Up to $3.11 a month. So come on. 311. Come uh, on. Uh, he, Upper Deck Turk next topic we hadn't talked about. Uh, can we hear how at Plum Alex uh, disagrees with Draymond trash talking Akron players? Love his takes on this. You know, did you see this Plum? Did you hear about this? I didn't hear about this. No, I didn't hear about this. But I love yeah. it. Why it was a sideline video? Yeah, he was talking shit at the Akron players. Like, and he was on Michigan State sideline. So, like, while they're playing, he's like yelling at the players while they're. I think playing. it was during warm up. Oh, but yes, words were better. exchanged. Could you imagine, like? Draymond Green is <laughs> you're you're from you go to Akron and and that's not disrespecting Akron but like it's a Mac school you and don't have that, a Draymond Green right you don't have it you don't have uh well uh, what what's the guy Obi Toppin uh oh, yeah okay but unlikely uh sure. that you've got a multi world champion uh gold medalist he had the larry o'brien trophy on campus but i don't think it was at the football stadium he should have had it with him in that Mm -hmm. moment the one thing else is and i don't disagree with this but i would say if i were an akron player in that situation i would be like dude you're draymond green and you're shit talking me i'm just a fucking akron football player what's wrong with you you know some of that is just self-evidently like not a good look but Hey, I'm here for Draymond talking to anyone he wants, however the hell he wants, because he's earned it. Yes. Here's here's my thing about Draymond is I think if Draymond's losing in beer pong, for instance, he's still talking a ton of shit. Oh, oh for sure. And that and that is that's the attitude. Like that's, that's the, attitude. the attitude I respect that's right. about. And that's him, consistent. That he, yes, yeah. he will talk shit no matter what, and that's the lifestyle I choose to live, and I think we should all aspire to. Yeah. Uh, last up from the Avatar Jerk Guy, Greg, if Winman can continue to be this <clears> dominant and then end the season with 17 and a half stat- sacks, will he be invited to New York? He'll be invited, but he'll accept the invitation for the Walter Camp Award and be there instead. So there, there'll be like a nice little, like yep. well printed, like little sign that says, yep. You might show up for the buffet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all know it's Walter Camp these days, and everything else can take a hike. Hundred percent, cosine. All right, gentlemen, we are two and zero. First big game in front of us, and uh, Greg is going to be uh, man on the ground, coastal elite status. Uh, welcome to the club, uh, and uh, in, in the interim, gentlemen, I say a rousing go green, go white. Go white, Michael and Alex and listener, cherished listeners. Just let it, just keep going, keep going. Keep and going. everyone and uh, President Stanley and the board. Of oh, trustees. why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Bye-bye.